the Italian league, home of the world's most passionate of fans, a place where football transcends life and religion, Serie A team of the season, home of Juventus, Milan, Inter and the title-winning Napoli, a league of phenomenal midfielders, home of the complete number 10, home of the consummate defender, home of the unbeatable goalkeeper and throne room of the intelligent and lethal number 9. Having shown last week what could be achieved with a farmer's league full of money chasers and top three league cast-offs, I wasn't excited. I was omnino delirans. So imagine if you will, my face, when I see only two strikers, seven defenders and a whole lot of unpackable stuff pop out on Friday. Imagine if you will the perplexed nature of oneself when Lukaku can't be lengthy and Lobotka doesn't even drop at content time. Throw in no linker bitch savage and things are looking shitty. So I had to bring in a pro tonight to educate my miserable ass on why some of these players are good and why this process promo isn't necessarily horseshit. He is an elite level weekend warrior. He is a content creator for PGS Esports. For his sins, he is a Scotsman. To his credit, he's a Glaswegian. And thank fuck he ain't a Rangers fan. It is the iconic PGS Talando. What is happening, brother? Hello, mate. Thank you very much for having me again. I appreciate it. Great to be on. Man, I'm so excited to have you on, man. Listen, we've got to talk about this Serie A team of the season. I think it's dog shit. I really yeah. do. What's, what's your feeling on it as a whole? Yeah, I totally agree with the intro, you know, in terms of Napoli. Uh, just unbelievable. Just to have three, you know, and they've won, they've won this, the, the title. Compared to that, you know, Arsenal, for example, I think they had five or something. And then to have no Lazio uh, players in it as well, it's, it's a wee bit uh, underwhelming, to say the least, isn't it, really? I think it's underwhelming. I think they showed last week that having four strikers makes you feel like maybe one of them will be packable. But I'm not seeing anybody talking about Martinez in the same way they were talking about Laka or Jonathan David. Um, you've probably come up against Jonathan David or Laka in your weekend league play. Have you come up against Martinez? No, not at all. And for example, have you come up against, say, Team of the Year Mbappe, uh, sorry, Team of the Season Mbappe versus, say, Ossiman? Uh, yes, I've actually came up against team of the uh, team of the year. Sorry, team of the season in Bappe. Uh, I haven't came across uh, Ocean Man yet, and that's even uh, playing the Serie Cup as well. You know, so that's ex- so even in the loan picks, he's not coming out. Yeah, exactly. All people are choosing not to use him. Um, I have a theory on him. I think that because he can't be lengthy, I think it really affects what type of striker he can be. Um, having used Lukaku, and I've, I'm, everybody knows what I think of that piece of shit, but having used Lukaku, um, lengthy really is its own benefit. What, what, what do you think of the sort of like the lengthy big man versus the unlengthy big man? Uh, well, you just need to take two examples. You know, with Harry Harry Kane was has been one of them. You know, uh, Harry Kane looks at like a great card, great shooting, fantastic. But adding length into the mix, uh, you know, like even doesn't matter what centre pack you use. Like if he's if Harry Kane's away and he's basically running, you're you're not catching him because of the lengthy meter. Uh, with Lukaku, it was very strange. Uh, I feel you know, on a, an attacker controlled is. It's, sometimes it can be good, other times not, but especially with a, a big guy like Lukaku to have controlled was a bit of a surprise, to be honest with you. 
Do you feel that for a player to be controlled, they need a better passing game? Yes. Definitely. So if you're using Lukaku, say, as a big man link player in the way that you might use Kane or, say, um, even Pushkas, um, you might you, you can't really achieve that. So Pushkas lacks in pace, but he makes up for it in passing and shooting and movement. Um, Lukaku doesn't have that. And I think that I'd love to get your opinion on this. Um, a controlled Ibrahimovic might be a different situation. What do you think? Well, if you want to go into that conversation, uh, I would straight away go into, say, body types. Be a, you would have to take that into consideration, uh, Doc. Uh, regarding Ibrahimovic, um, I suppose it's very similar to Cristiano Ronaldo and Mbappe, that he would have you know, a unique body type, unique characteristics, unique traits in-game. You know, with his body type, uh, that maybe not other players would have it. So it just really just depends on that player. In my opinion, Lukaku is just a very uh, generic player, whereas Latan would have, as even though some might say, you know, he's controlled, he's very similar in uh, stats and things like that, but then it just goes down to uh, the body type. And do you, do you agree with that, or what's your opinion on that? No, I totally agree with you. I think that when you have animations that are specific yeah, animations. To, a, to, to a footballer, it makes a big difference. Um, I think the, the obvious example is, is uh, Ronaldinho. Um, there is a fluidity to using him in every FIFA because he got body scanned for FIFA 07. Um, and they've still got that data. So when they put him in a game, it is Ronaldinho. And nobody moves like him. Um, and it's with Ibra... Um, the the chess control, he he's, he has a different chess control animation. It's it's just a he's a privilege to use. And talking of Ibrahimovic, do you think he deserves another end of an era card? A hundred percent, yeah, definitely. Uh, I believe is there going to be an end of an era uh, promo in the next uh, few days? Is that being confirmed? Um, what's been confirmed is a James Milner card. Um, what has been suggested is that alongside Ultimate Team of the Season, we're going to see end of an era releases. So we could see Benz, we could see Busquets, we could see even maybe Eden Hazard, uh, who's talking about retiring at 32, um, when there's a Scottish league to play in, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's not like the good old days, is it? Eh? <laughs> you know, you'd leave United, go and play a couple of years for Celtic. Um <laughs> <laughs> We all love Brian McClure. Um But yeah, um, we could be seeing that. Um, I, we have this selection of end of an era cards coming up, and I know we've totally gone into it straight away. Um, is there any of those cards that would potentially excite you? Benzema, Hazard. Um, are, are there any of those cards that maybe you've had a relationship in the past with that would make you want to have one last dance? Well, of course, yeah, you would go with Benzema and Hazard, and I don't know if you remember, I think it was a few years ago now, end of an era, Vila came out, he was a SBC, what a card that was, absolutely fantastic, and maybe that meant something to me, you know, watching Pep Guardiola, and then if you want to if, continue with the Barca side, every FIFA, uh, you know, I'm a, for the listeners, uh, I'm a Celtic fan, 100%, but also I've got a soft touch for Barcelona. So every year I like to do a past and present Celtic and Barcelona team. So if we could go away from the meta for a second, uh, I'd be really interested in Sergio Busquets. 
uh, he would certainly uh, fit my team perfectly. And I was lucky enough back way back last year in October uh, to get a Yaya Touri World Cup uh, card. So I still feel that's a fantastic card. So I have end of an era Sergio Busquets and Yaya Touri in the midfield just to create the past and present Barcelona and Celtic team uh, would, would be great for me. What about yourself? Um, well, before I comment on that, um, do, do you feel that your re- love for Barcelona comes from the the respect Barcelona have so, shown Celtic? Uh, yeah, that a hundred percent, yes. But also, it goes back to uh, my very very younger years, Doc. Uh, when I was very very young, I can always remember uh, my dad wake, uh, waking me up one night and like. Obviously, when you're young, you, you know, you've got early bedtimes and so on. Uh, but there was a Champions League uh, night, and I, f- I believe it was uh, Barcelona. Uh, uh, well, of course it was, and they won their Champions League. But I don't know if it was called Champions League back in the day. That I'm sure my age. And uh, they won it. And I just remember, um, you know, that was one of the first teams that I actually seen from a young age, you know, lifting the cup. So I've then, throughout the years, the respect level and the clashes between Barcelona and Celtic, I've certainly, you know, helped that. But it just goes back from my younger years. You know, it was the first time ever that I, I basically, you know, instead of going to bed, I was I was up thinking this is cool, being a younger guy, a younger uh, kid, you know, and watching watching a team uh, lift a trophy. So it would go from, it would stem from that, I would say. 1994. Aye. That'd be right. Yeah, the dream yeah. team, they were called. Um, coached by Johan Cruyff. Um they had some amazing footballers. Ronald Koeman scored the goal in the final. Um, yep. I was 12. <laughs> so hey, I'm, okay. a proper old, I'm a proper old right. um, uh, Especially in FIFA time. I must have been about five or, five or six. I, I, would, I, might, I was uh, about four or five, I would have been, because I was born in 89. So even even younger, actually, I would have been. So, yeah, I just, I just remember that. I love that. I have, my, my love for AC Milan comes from that uh, the 92, 93 uh, back-to-back right. team uh, from when I was like eight or nine. Um, yeah, maybe nine, 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 ten. And it was just uh, just that early memories of European football and just, you know, it being explained to you like, oh, this is the the, the top club competition because I'd, I'd learned what the World Cup was in ninety, And now it was like, oh, what's this? And who are these players? And oh my God, they're so good. Like, you know, you never see football like it. You know, you watch you yeah. you watch English league and you're just watching like twenty two blokes kick shit out of each other on a muddy pitch, <laughs> and you're watching like AC Milan, Reich, uh, Reichard, Hullet, just amazing specimens that could play the most beautiful football. And it's interesting how what is now the Champions League, but the European Cup can have such an impact on you in terms of like second club allegiances. Um, yeah, that's really interesting. Um, to answer your question, um, I'm really interested in an end of an era, Ibrahimovic. Um, I still, still kick myself for not doing the LA Galaxy card because I remember seeing it and just thinking at the time, I didn't play online and I just played offline seasons. And that's all you did. You just played like you had to win 10 games to get a pack. You got a gold yeah. pack. And if you yeah, didn't win yeah. 10 games, you didn't get the pack. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, he was like just so expensive. I was like, nobody could be worth that much. And then he just dusted me in every fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, I can't handle this. I can't handle it. It's too much. It's too much. Because I tried to play online towards the end of the game. And it was like, no, no. If you don't have Ebra, it ain't working. 
Mm-hmm. Um, Henrik Larsson sold for a lot that year. Um, yeah, that would be the one for me. Um, is there any card that sort of... Well, of course, if we're going in for that, I would love, uh, you know, an even better version. And obviously, um, Henrik Larsson's an icon in FIFA, but I would I would love a, a, a more usable version of Larsson. Just thought I'd add that bit in when you were talking about Henrik. But uh, go ahead, mate. I, I would love to see a hero card for that year. He got the European Golden Boot, despite the 0.8 goals per game. Do you remember that ruling where they gave in Scotland where it's like, no, 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 because you're in Scotland, your goals are worth 0.8. Ah, uh, yeah, very strange. Com- compared to like the top five leagues. So he had to score 20% more goals than everybody else in Europe, and he scored like 53. I know, he's tremendous. Yeah. Henrik Larsson will, will always be my hero. Yeah, hell of a football and a great person as well. Um, well, that's one of the things that's really underrated about him. He came to United for a bit and he was just a consummate professional and the impact he had on that team was so good that, you know, mm-hmm. to see somebody like him come in, European Cup win number Barcelona, played all those games for Celtic and to come in and just be such a pro is um, is a great example. Um, yeah. Um, are, are there any meta end of an era cards that you'd be excited by? Uh, well, touched on it with Zlatan Ibrahimovic would be good. Uh, Benzema would be good. A, a last dance maybe with uh, Eden Hazard because, of course, you know what a footballer he was in the Chelsea days. Uh, fantastic dribbler. I, I, I feel, was it one of his goals against Arsenal that he, he, I think he dribbled from his own half and it was just a fantastic goal. I believe it was against I Don't quote me on it, but it's just exciting goals. So, so I would... I would certainly maybe have a last dance uh, with Hazard if we're talking about uh, the meta. Uh, if and that's of course EA uh, do do his dribbling justice. Yeah, um, if if we were to see a Hazard card, I'd, I'd love to see like a flashback to that seventeen Player of the Month or Player of the Year card, the purple one, when he was just consummate at Chelsea. He was PFA Player of the Year. Um, I feel like he's always had a great body type for the game. He's always yeah, had great yeah. work rates. His close control has always been really excellent. Um, having used smaller people like Verratta and seen how great he is on the ball, um, if you took Hazard into that like 99 acceleration, 99 dribbling area, um, you could really have one last real good time with him. Um, and I think with Vinicius being on the market, that you'd probably get it at a reasonable price as well. Um, talking of pricing, do you do you think that they're going to be reasonable with these cards, or do you think that they're going to be tactical? And what I mean by that is, do you think they'll drop, say, um, a, a mid, like maybe they drop Hazard on a Friday, and people go, oh, this is really good. He's 600k. And then the next day they drop, say, Ebra, and he's two. And then the next day it's, it's Benzema, and it's like two and a half million. Um, or do you think they'll be fair with the pricing? Uh, Ian fair. I don't think that comes. <laughs> I don't think that, that comes into the same sentence. Uh, but in a, in a serious note, um, who knows? Really, you know the way they they priced the uh, Ronaldinho, and then just recently how they priced uh, that Foden card, for example, was just unbelievable. As if he's already got that. Which of course it, it is probably going to happen. Of course it is, but the price it was very very expensive, 
uh, and also, you know, even that uh, career card was very, very expensive. But then the other side of the coin, you know, everyone's got team of the season players, uh, you know, 90 and above. Uh, but to answer the question, you know, is EA going to be fair with the pricing? Absolutely not. <laughs> Probably it will be an arm and a leg, a kidney, uh, that you'll need to uh, see that depart uh, to try and get the SBC done. I, I, I put it into the world. Um, I was just like, EA are missing the trick by not being in the organ business. Because if they, if they got in the organ business, like you'd have kids wait until they got eighteen and be like, "Oh, I can't wait to sell my kidney for a hundred thousand FIFA points." <laughs> <laughs> I have to use that season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we're gonna see it. Uh, absolutely, going, there's going to be organs getting sold everywhere. To, to well, they've, they've raised the prices, uh, FIFA points. So we'll need something, something like that. <laughs> How big's your yacht got to be, you cunt? <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly that. I know. How many pools do you want? It's the Bill Burr joke, isn't it? <laughs> it's just, you know, where do I find the guy that makes me put the lid on my drink? Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, um, end of an era. It's going to be exciting. Um, we'll come to that in a bit. Um, before that, just want to have a quick content rundown since Friday and really get your sort of opinions on it and, and things like that. So we've had upgrades that have come back. Uh, we've had the fantastic AE plus player pick, which is a tremendous place to put your non-rares. Um, we've had the return of the 81 times 11 and the Serie A pack. Now, I just wanted to ask you, firstly, um, have you had any success out of these packs? Um, not really at all from the upgrades uh, you know being a, a content creator I've done a lot uh, as you can imagine you know from my streams but I believe for say Prem I, I must have done about 90 first one the first ever upgrade if we're talking about the upgrades uh, with the gold rares uh, I got Shishenko I believe out the eight, 8 players the Premier League 3 rare and uh, the rest uh, commons and then the rest of the 79 I get absolutely nothing uh, I believe Bundesliga I didn't get one uh, at all uh, but I, what, what I will say is the 81 plus uh, with Bundesliga I got Diaby uh, so that Ooh. was good that was a very very good pull uh, League 1 I get maybe one Andre maybe twice I got the same player um, so really the low rated cards uh, I haven't done any of the CIA because to be quite frank with you know I've done a lot of the the seasons and you're just thinking really you know am I, should I keep my gold rares for ultimate team of the season or do you think I should just well, just tease myself a wee bit more and, and do the do the you know eighty one pluses or the eighty plus player picks and again also with the player picks uh, doc I must have, I done fifty player picks I think I done fifty last week uh, and I get one uh, I believe that was Samba the goalkeeper and and that was maybe you know if you're doing fifty I think I, I got mine in the first ten and after that absolutely nothing uh, so not not really but. If you, it just depends how you look at it, you know. You the way I see it is, you know, try and 
uh, damper expectations going it with, right? All, my goal here is to get fodder for that SBC. I want to do that SBC. And if you get a team of the season along the way, fantastic, it's a bonus. But that's the really only way you can look at it without getting disappointed, I suppose, right? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, looking at it as a whole, I've had some great successes and I've had some real duff weeks. Um, this week's been a duff week for me. Um, I, I've I've opened three times eighty-one times eleven, and I've got all gold oh, wow. <laughs> three times. And I'm like, that's got to be some sort of achievement. So I tweeted that out. It's not apparently. Like <laughs> I feel even less fucking special now because people are like, oh, I got that as well. It's like great. I'm just part even of you the lot. store packs. Even even the store pack out and a store pack the other night. I believe it was. I think it was high eighty percent of a uh, tots. Not one tots, just gold rares. That's it. Just gold rares and a, a high percentage. You know, that's a store pack. Uh, so swings and roundabouts, I suppose. So I found out uh, Danny Gordon, shout out to Danny Gordon. Um, he's in the gaming business and he was telling me that. Um, so if you open one of them packs and you get like two team of the seasons, that means that the dynamic pack weight for a team of the season gets adjusted straight away. In, in, oh, really? their, in their probability. So when you see some fucker who's got three, that increases the chances of three people not getting in it. Wow. <laughs> so that's how dynamic pack weight works. He was he was telling me, he said, we, we couldn't get away with 5% of what EA gets away with in the gaming industry. We'd have our license stripped away. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. Surprised. That's so, horrendous. So we might have fucking NFTs coming. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, for me, the upgrades, I think, it's either rained or it's been fucking dry. Um, mm-hmm. I've I, I found myself defeated um, to the point where I'm like, I'm not even engaged in this Italian team of the season. Um, um, I was disengaged when I saw the team. I've been disengaged with the pack weight because I kind of feel like I have this ticker theory, which is like you have this internal ticker on FIFA because every month somebody, generally speaking, about once a month you, you pop a good card, untradeable or tradable. So like that's the ticker ticking over. And I was like, something's got to come, you know, mm-hmm. like it's been so long since I've had a team of the season. Yeah. Um, something's got to pop. And when I opened the third pack and nothing came, I was just like, what the fuck, man? Ah, it's okay. I get the hint. Yeah, I know. I I understand. I'm going home <laughs> by myself tonight. It's all right. I understand what's going on. In. Um, <laughs> but that's how it's made me feel disengaged. Do you ever get like that? Uh, well, I feel you know, with team of the season, I feel it's not just the Serie team. It's the whole process. It's the whole right. We know what we're going to get on a Monday. Uh, the upgrades, we know we're going to get an SBC on the Friday, and they just same old EA, just recycling uh, the same thing, you know, they've always got great ideas, but it's how they execute them, uh, it's, it's not so great, but it's just the same it's the same drawn out process, and I feel for a lot of us in the FIFA community, it's just dragged on now, this team of the season, the hype's a wee bit gone from it, like it was brilliant to start off all these different teams, and then each team adjusts to the power curve for that week of FIFA. But now it's just the same, same drawn out process. And it was, and it was good in a way because XP that was another driving force to get the XP 
uh, for your level 30 pick or, or f- whatever you, you choose to do. But now a lot of people have got the XP and then even like your casuals that haven't are just so far away from it. So there's not even much point uh, doing it because I think there'll be like 16,000 left. And I think like the casual, like my job and family and things like that, would maybe be 20,000 away. So what's the point in doing the XP now? Uh, so... Yeah, it's, it's a wee bit, it's a drawn-out process, five weeks or whatever it may be. We just want the ultimate team of the season and go on to the next one and, and see what that brings, you know, in terms of promos. No, I, I, I see that 100%. And when I look at my team, you can see the hot weeks and the cold weeks. It's like I've got Saka, I've got Kane, um, I've got uh, uh, Medina, Verratta, I've got um, some SBCs I completed. I've got Royce. I've got, Fr- I've got Royce, Frimpong, Coble, you know, um, and I can see my hot weeks. It's like, you know, BPL, really good week. Bundesliga, good week. La Liga, nothing. Um, League One, went in with low expectations. So excited by some of the players that I got. Um the Cabela is one of the best dribblers I've ever used. Um, and then going into Serie A, I was really excited because I was like, oh my God, and it's going to end on Serie A. And Serie A always blows out these crazy cards or these people that are so off nation, you have to build around them. And I thought there was so much potential to to really pull a lot out of Serie A, if not from performance from historical performances. And what we got was um, a draft objective that really only favours people who can play to a high level in drafts. So immediately you're excluding people or forcing them to spend more coins. Um, And the reward is a centre-back that probably won't make your team unless you're trying to link Sergei Milinkovic-Savic. in which case you have to ask why are they forcing people into these online online objectives um, when they probably could have made it say oh you have to win forty offline um, drafts versus say twenty online drafts and then if you want to go away and you want to grind ten of them at semi pro you can go and do that um, I think that even in their attempts to create something interesting they've just regurgitated um, old ideas into this week's team of the season. Um, and, and even the reward player, Loriente, looks uninspired. Um, what do you think? Do, do you think that reward players should be of the Polina Mitoma standard? Or do you think that they, where they're at now is kind of acceptable? Well, that's, that's there you go. It's you've hit the nail on the head with uh, Palina and Matoma. Brilliant! That was see that uh, see that idea was phenomenal, and they actually executed it pretty good. That not just on the plain side, but it was like you needed to do bronze upgrades, then the silver upgrades. I think it was twenty. 20 of each if that serves me correctly and then you had to wait until like the Monday or the Tuesday to do the the X uh, the SBC um so it was 
it was good that it's motivation because that Polina was excellent. He had the I can't remember the, the card type, so I apologise, but it was the red it was the red card, I think it was in a, a World Cup uh, promo, and that card was fantastic. Uh, I believe Inception was raving about that card. Then finally uh, we got the team of the season. It's excellent. Like, I'll still maybe pop them in my team every now and then uh, because I've got Ruben Diaz team of the season, so boom it links to him, Nuno Mendes boom, you've got a link there uh, and even Matoma, even though it's Japanese, uh, if you've got a full Premier League team, like I'd done uh, just I believe a couple of days before that came out uh, there was an SPC for St Max Matoma was just if, just as good if not better, and that's an objective card, so that was a great idea, and then where did it go, you know, why, why have they not done that uh, with similar players and then the objective players that they've got at the moment for Serie A, like that Lorente, not a generic card, if, if we could say that. Does it? Well, you could maybe not say generic if it's, I believe it's five star skills, but, you know, as an objective card, it doesn't really, it's still a good card, but is it in the same level as, you know, Palina and Matoma? Um, maybe not. Uh, but don't get me wrong; it is still a good card. But it's just the quality and the delivery, and it's just like a drawn out process now. You know, the problem with that card is he's neither a good winger nor a good striker. And if you were to go and look at his foot fantasy card, that card took a giant leap from the gold to the foot fantasy, and then the foot fantasy card took it to really interesting places. And they could have added to that in terms of taking him to a making his striking better. Um, he's got too many stats in the 80s for this stage of the game. Um, he is a, a very serviceable footballer, but he's not somebody that you're going to put seven games into um, of squad battles. Um, you're, you're probably just going to go, uh, I'll see what packs I get from it if I complete it by mistake and then I'll take it from there. Um, and I think that that kind of sums up kind of Serie a, a little bit. It's like unimaginative um, would be the word. Um, particularly the number of Juventus players involved in a, when they finished in the conference league um, in, in Serie A this year as well. Just misplaced heritage as opposed to like actual... Um, real world football, which it's supposed to represent at this stage. Um, so, moving away from the upgrade packs, um, we've also had exciting player SBCs in Foden and Correa. And I say exciting because, price aside, I think these are really interesting cards. Um, I think Correa fills a much needed gap in Serie A, which is a sort of um, bigger number nine number stroke number 10 who can move the ball and pass the ball um versus say angel di maria um who's a left-footed version of, of correa and a little bit weaker um, and in foden you've got a card that has incredible miles on the clock from people that have used these special versions and everybody says that the foden cards just play so well um, whether it's his speed or whether or not it's his ability to move with the ball, he just has it in the game. So what I want to ask you is, is that given what we know about these cards, which is that Foden is proven and Correa's kind of not someone that you would really look to complete, especially if you'd taken his card from the World Cup and used it, 
and felt the body type there. So, firstly, do you think that these were good choices from their respective clubs? Um, Foden was a good choice. Uh, I'd have to say, and I've actually done both. I've done Korea uh, and Foden, and yes, my name's James, and I've got an SPC addiction. Hundred percent, I do. Uh, but I do a lot of them because I want the new players, you know, being a content creator. Foden was a it was a, a very good uh, decision, in, in my opinion. It was, and I've got. I hate to uh, flex here, but I've got a uh, team of the team of the year Ronaldinho icon, and I'm telling you right now, there's no other. There's no other better dribbler in this game than, than that Ronaldinho. Uh, but Foden comes extremely close, extremely close. And I've not had a dribbler all year uh, that's even came close to Ronaldinho. So he's dribbling really good, yeah, 100%. Um, Correa, um, it, it could be a... Correa could possibly be a good good shoot, but then there's other there could be other players that you could that you could have used and it's just a very I don't know you could maybe could have had a different like we've got a lot of CIA strikers we've got Martinez for example Lukaku SBC you know what what about a, a midfielder uh, and to complement you know if you've got a red barella or, or whatever uh, I don't really I, I feel Foden is a great I, choice I, but what I, would you say I can tell you who they should have picked from a purely right. FIFA perspective, Mikatarian. Mm-hmm. Oh, a five-five Mikatarian would have been uh, would have been very desirable, and because of his nation, he probably would have been cheaper as well. So I think that that could have been a good move for them um, from from there, or to focus on what got them there, which is their defense, and maybe put a defender out. But they're not really exciting either. Um, and Argentina it links to Messi, so. <laughs> that that helps EA um, sync up the promos, and I think that it was the yeah with League One just gone, and with Serie A coming in, it's a card that can maybe link two squads in a soft way. Um, if you wanted to go down that route, and then you throw Verratti into that as well, and all of a sudden you've got an amalgam team that you can work around. Um, if yeah, you totally to. agree. But still, what I would say though is that to have it for eighty eight and eighty nine was a bit steep was a bit too much. So taking your content creator hat off for a minute and, and looking at it from a sort of average FIFA player, what do you think of the prices of them? Terrible. Uh, Foden's priced as if he's going to get the upgrade, which, okay, maybe people will say, well, he is going to get the upgrade, but it's, it's far too much. Three squads would have been enough, uh, 100%. Four's a wee bit overkill, it's quite a lot. Korea to be 88 rated and 89 is is a bit far too much. You know, maybe like 86 and 88 would be would be good for that for that type of card. But yeah, definitely too expensive. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that they priced them in a in a very peculiar way. And with fodder being as cheap as it is as well, um, you know, Foden could be a 900 grand card in a bad market. Um, or a good market, depending if you invest. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, yeah, I think both cards could have done with more juice, so to speak. I think that Foden, at this stage, why not give him five-star, five-star if they win? I don't understand it. Um, I don't think it's going to stop them from selling more cards in the future. Um, I don't think it's going to stop them from selling more packs. So I just don't understand why, they, why they've gone down that route um, with those cards. Um, so uh, having used both of them, um, 
does comparatively Correa feel the price that he is compared to Foden, or would you say that Correa is a swerve? Um, Correa, I've used mostly Foden more. Um, so Correa is decent. Um, he's a good card. His strength helps. And then a trait that helps him, which I feel uh, not only could have helped Foden, but should have been. Uh, like for example, Correa has uh, outside foot shot. Foden uh, does not. And I feel where uh, the more expensive card, the more expensive card should have, uh, you know, a, a good trait. And I feel uh, outside foot shot maybe a trait that's that's underlooked. Maybe people want to talk about five star skills, or he should have a, a five star weak foot. But yeah, I, I totally agree with you. But also, he should have had at least you know the outside foot shot being him four star and being so expensive and having immaculate dribbling, he's going to get into fantastic pockets of space. Like I feel with Foden, I go into a lot of space. Uh, but you know you want you want the card to do an outside foot shot automatically, and especially in the box. I can't stress enough in the box. It's such a great straight trait to have. It's fantastic, and with Korea, you you totally feel that difference with an outside foot shot automatically. Boom! Of course, you can do it manually yourself, uh, outside uh, foot shot, and maybe outside the box. But in the box, maybe you haven't get that haven't get the time to set it up so to speak, or, or do the buttons, and then whereas uh, with the AI, if it does it automatically, I feel it's, I feel it was, of course, it would be a five, it should have been a five-star skills, but I feel Foden should have had uh, a bit better trait uh, as well. What, what's your opinion? Do you feel uh, traits sometimes get overlooked? Yeah, yeah. I, I think traits make the footballer. I think yeah. that you can give, uh, the, the example I always use is Roy Key. Um, they, they took that card. I, he's never left my teeth. Um, I've got him also. Yeah, they've te- they took that card and they made him. It's like they made him in a lab, and they went, "Okay, how do we get a Roy Keane card that plays like Roy Keane did, but can also make sure that I have his pass accuracy and his playmaking ability?" Well, we're going to have to give him some passing traits, and they gave him the fancy pass trait and the swerve pass trait. And when you've got a midfielder that can pass the ball around people, you don't lose the ball coming out of defence. So many times, and I'm talking to all the friends of the show here as well, how many times have you given the ball, got give, passed the ball out of defence to your CDM and you've gone to pass it in a straight line to an attacker and he passes it straight to their CDM? And you're asking yourself, why did that happen? And with the fancy pass trait and the curved swerve pass trait, that doesn't happen with Roy Keane. So a prime example of of how you can make a player um, workable in this FIFA game. Um, I think that trait, the outside the foot trait is so important. There is such a, for me, I almost feel like a player can't play certain positions without it. I would never put a right-footed player without that trait on the right because you are going to struggle to hit the the powerful driven shot past the keeper without putting it over the bar or making it easy for the keeper to save. And if you can hit it with the outside of your boot and drive through the ball and therefore create that curve, you have so much more confidence with softer shots. And mm-hmm. the softer your shot, the more in control of it you are. 
Um, you know, the, 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 I always say to people, let go of the sprint button, walk around the pitch and let them come at you. Because people, like, if you're, you would be surprised how just stopping with the ball will confuse the shit out of people. <laughs> like, you just stand in the middle of the pitch and they're like, what's going on? What glitch is this? <laughs> no glitch, mate. I'm just, I'm letting my players get in position because I know where my passing triangles are and you don't. <laughs> um, so, yeah, traits are essential. And I think that, um, you know, if you've got two centre-backs who don't have the power header trait and you've got Chris Smalling coming in to fuck up your day, <laughs> he's yeah. going to score on you every time. Um, and they're really undervalued, I think. Um, yeah, and they're, they're the difference between a, a, a phenomenal winger and a, a tricksy winger that needs to cut inside and hit finesse shots across goal. Um, and I think this FIFA, we've really seen in the early stage, left foot on the left, right foot on the right, be really successful. Um, I'm, I'm seeing a lot of success now from right footer on the left, left footer on the right, because cutting in on the centre-backs is the only way to beat them because they're just far too quick now. You can't outrun them. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, traits are vital, really important. Um, and I'd like to see them added to more players in the game um, and, and also added to cards as we progress through the game because you need to make them functionable and serviceable to the people that are using them and not everyone is of the same level so making cards accessible by giving them traits means that people who don't know how to hit a Travella can mm-hmm. which I think is really important so we've also had some weird SBCs um, so Lobotka fucking lobotomized like this came in i didn't even know about this i i checked content and was like where the fuck am i gonna put all these cards that i got dupes of from my 81 times 11 like i got nothing to do and then i come and i see stanislas lobotka so the first thing i did was check the price of 91 fodder <laughs> and i was like eh he's three grand more expensive than the, than the cheapest one fuck it i'll do it and now he's in my team uh what's your opinion of him <laughs> uh i just a fodder is in my opinion it's just a filler uh, for fodder really and just a, a player to to get for your for a, an SP, a big SBC like maybe tomorrow uh, with uh, the team of the season CIA guaranteed uh, I'd certainly use them uh, for that uh, to be honest with you uh, again it's it's get good dribbling stats uh, the cars get good dribbling stats the sprint speed the 80s a wee bit lax uh, it's an overall a, a good card I suppose but I feel I feel at this stage of the game uh, you'll have better cards than this uh, so for me it's just fodder really uh, I would have and also the requirements the requirements are not bad but to have like, a team in the season does it really need that requirement but other than that um it's it's not bad, but as you said, three three k over what an actual ninety one is. It could be cheaper, but I'm really it's for me. It's just a, a fodder card in my opinion, or maybe maybe I'm being too harsh on the card. Maybe it is a good card, but that's just the way I see it. I would have loved to have seen like a a double drop SBC where it was like Lobotka ninety two and a Zelinski ninety one. Like you complete the. 83 squad for uh, Lobotka, you get Zelinski, and you complete the 85 squad and you get Lobotka. And like 
if they'd have done that, that would have been really interesting because it would have been like, oh, two Polish guys from Napoli. Okay, I can, I can, see, I can make that work. I can see what that's all about, and you'd probably be more engaged with it. Whereas just Labotka and no Napoli players, even with Di Lorenzo, you're probably looking at that and going, if you're not getting in over Keane, Wijnaldum, Kimmich, Goretzka, or any of these other guys. So why did you release this EA? Like, who's this for? Like, he's not going to get in anybody's team. Um, you know, and that's the issue with this this week has been that there's not enough, I call them squad breakers, where you get a card that's just so fantastic, it breaks your entire squad and you have to make assessments. Uh, for me, that was Verratti. When I got Verratti the other week, I was just like, oh shit, I need to change some stuff up here. I have a ring in Kimbempe and I've got a, I was desperate for that left back and I never got him. And then I got, um, oh, what's he called? The big lad from Lons plays in midfield. Fofana? Yeah. And I've got Medina at the buzzer. So I've got them in my team. Although my team's fucking crazy at the moment. So not in terms of t- playing, but in terms of tactics. So I'm set up in a 3-1-4-2. But in the game, I play 4-2-3-1. And I've got Kim Pempe and Fofana as my fullbacks. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. They don't get beat. <laughs> They're lengthy. And they run forever and they just don't get beat. And their distribution is amazing. And I don't know whether or not it's just Division One. Um, I don't know if it's just the early days of weekend league, um, because I'm three and one in that. Um, but yeah, it's been working really well. And it means that I've got no fullbacks in my team. Um, but I've brought in Saka over Frimpong. Um, so now Saka's been added and a fullback's been taken out. So yeah. Yeah, interesting, interesting. None of that going on yeah. with Serie A. There's no, nothing making me change my fucking team. There's nothing making uh-huh. me like break my chemistry so everyone's on two. None of that's happening. And that's really disappointing. And talking about players that you think would break your team, we can look at Sergei Milinkovic-Savic, or as I like to call him, um, no links a bitch, Savage. Um, <laughs> not to his face, though, because he's fucking 6'5". Uh, yeah. There's only two things I'd say to him, sir and sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, for me, one of my all-time favourite FIFA cards. Um, I love his uh, ability on the ball. I love his five-star weak foot. Um, and under the old chemistry system, you could pop him in and get him on a seven and you could have some real good fun with him. Under the current chemistry system, he kind of destroys your entire team. Because he doesn't, you know, as I say, unless you're going to bring in Romagnoli, um, unless you are going to bring in Nemanja Vidic, uh, unless you're going to, you know, bring in Kostic, at which point you're going backwards. Um, he, he's a card that's very difficult to link. And I think that's reflected in his price. I, I want to ask you, have you ever used him in previous FIFAs? Um, I believe maybe... Last year, I think, maybe I, I tried one of his special cards. It's not really a card uh, that I really used, to be honest, in the past. Uh, very rarely do I build, you know, a, a Serie A team, even with uh, the chemistry system in the past or even now. Um, it's not really a card I would use. I, I do like, uh, you know, big build. Uh, box to box or CDMs like for example I've used Gaia Turi we touched on Palinha uh, earlier uh, but it's really not a card that I've been been using uh, 
in present or in the past, to be honest with you, mate? Well, I can tell you a lot about it. So he is not a CDM. Um, he is a a real box-to-box, get-into-the-box central midfielder. He is like Paul Pogba with consistency. Um, he can do all the dribbling stuff that Pogba can do. And now with, I think he's got five-star skills, maybe not. He yeah, he's is four-star, four he's four-star, five-star. He's right. five-star weak foot, four-star skills. So how he worked for me was he is once... He, running with the ball, he is exquisite because nobody can push him off the ball and his ball control is so close. And his shooting from distance is excellent. Mm-hmm. He is a major threat in the air uh, from corners and from him getting into the box. And he's the kind of footballer that you like having in your team if you feel like you need a physical presence in the midfield. Now, unfortunately, that kind of player outside of the CDM position has been really ineffective for me, this FIFA. And I have found myself flocking to six foot, five nine, five ten guys in midfield because I feel I need people who can get under people. And I want that speed over a short distance to close down people as opposed to the sort of lengthy stride that somebody like that may bring to your game. And in in my midfield positions, you know, I would be looking in a 4-3-3 to maybe have people like Saka um, and Verratti as two CMs with Roy Keane as a CDM, who is lengthy, which is wild. I find that really funny. Um, Unfortunately, this game with the chemistry system, with the ability of the bigger players at this stage to to maybe dominate from the central position. Um, if Goretzka can look like he need, is a struggle to turn a little bit, I can only imagine SMS being a, a bit more difficult than that. So for me, it's it's a it's an unfortunate card in a, in a poor promo where I don't feel like I can connect him to anything. Um, if he had the links or if he was at Napoli, then this card would be like Goretzka. You'd be like, I must complete this card. I must get him in my team. His vision, his range of passing. You know, he can do everything a little man can do at 6-4. So for me, it's the chemistry system is is letting us down. And it's stopping us from being able to enjoy the best cards in the game. And I believe this card in the right hands could be one of the best cards in the game, um, particularly from midfield. But just unfortunately, it's the links. It's the links. And yeah, definitely, I agree. So here's the thing, right? And this is kind of like just to, to sort of wrap up the content a little bit. So we've had these SBCs, La Boca, Portuguese team of the season, nothing particularly exciting in there outside of Gonclaves. Um, we've had Bellerin, which is, you know, great for all your Arsenal past and present teams. I know there's a lot of them. Um, and we've had SMS today. So... I've got to ask you, why does it feel like there are no must-do SBCs when there's all these SBCs to do? Why is it that there's no Kim Pempe, like Royce, like I must complete this SBC because this card is too good to be left behind in SBC heaven? I don't see anything like that at the moment, and I don't see any auto-completes. Um, now, you, obviously, as a content creator, you, your, your business is doing SBCs, letting people know about cards. But 
have you found it difficult to motivate yourself? So obviously, what I mean by that is like, what you do is a joy. And obviously, you love what you do. But have you found yourself needing to motivate yourself to do, to keep up with the SBCs this week? Um, I would say the first few weeks, no. But then again, yes, because when we touched on, is this the same drawn-out process now? Do you know what I mean, Doc? It's the same recycled thing, and then there isn't really any uh, game uh, breakers that you want like for example I uh, changed my team about to do Royce and then Brilliant Guerrero came in so that was great uh, but other than that not really I feel there hasn't been any really must do SBCs in a while even that Kempembe Kempembe looks fantastic very very good but another uh, League 1 team uh, sorry, another League One player and a left-sided uh, centre-back could be Medina. And I feel he's just as good, if not better, really, to be honest with you. And then he's a lot a lot cheaper. And he links to Fafana as well. Um, so, yeah, it's just the same same process, really, uh, of, of doing that. And you want to use the... You want to get all the newest cards and things like that. But the CIA SBCs outside the showdowns, not really interested, if I'm being honest with you. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's not It's not engaging. It's not engaging. Um, you know, it would have been nice to maybe have seen the uh, Trophy Titans, uh, Del Piero was an SBC this week, um, you know, or, um, you know, and any player of great repute that played in Italy. They could have done Baggio. They could have released a... Trophy Titans, Paolo Maldini, they could have released anything that would have made people more engaged with the promo, but they didn't. And the SBCs are uninspiring. Lukaku's uninspiring. Lobotka's uninspiring. These all begin with L. Um, Sergei Milinkovic-Savage is impossible to link. You know, unless you're going deep and you want to run Voller in your team, or um, maybe, you, maybe you've got Trophy Titans Lucio, but, you know, this is a Big ask for players that aren't that great compared to what you might already have in your team. You mentioned Guerrero. Um, monstrous card from midfield. His acceleration, his vision, his ability to play that pass between the centre-back and the full-back, which is the pass that I just rave about. It's like anyone that can hit that pass for me is just like, you stay in my team. <laughs> You're not going anywhere. You're a special footballer. Um you know, so for me, um, I think that's why I, I feel less engaged this week and why I suspect that for you, it's more obligation than pleasure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, you know, Guerrero was, was fantastic. Uh, great, great player. And even he had the outside foot shot uh, as well as the, you know, the flair trait as well. But yeah, there's not been really any... any Good SBC, similar to what we've had before, and even you know I don't I know they done the the icons with the other uh, team of the seasons, but they could have done like we could have had on the Friday Maldini, like Prime Maldini, not not just a uh, foot birthday. Prime Maldini would still fit in a lot of lot of people's teams even now, and you could have you could have uh, gradually you know. Uh, grinded towards that during the week with your upgrades, your, your player picks. So if you look at a team in the season, at least you've got fodder to maybe try and complete that. Even like Pirlo, 
Well, you could have done the uh, team of the year, um, Pirlo. Uh, like they done team of the year, Machiavelli. That could have been in the same price bracket, and that would have been more than uh, more than uh, grindable. Um, so yeah, they've certainly they've certainly missed a trick. They've got they've got good ideas, but it's just the way they they execute them on a, a weekly basis. They get it right sometimes, like we touched on with the Palinga and Matoma. But where's where's the consistency? Yeah, and looking at sort of sideways um, for SBCs, they could have done Volop as an SBC. Yeah, they could course, have done yeah. Trophy Titans Lucio as like a two million coin SBC, that a ninety day one like they did for Mascarano, um, and people probably would have been very interested in that and grinding that objective. But you know, I think now what we're looking at is ultimate team of the season. Yeah. Um, we're all praying that the we don't get to Stegen. Because <laughs> they always put a fucking goalkeeper in it. Yeah, definitely. Oh my god, what's your best pull ever from that? Like your all-time best pull, but ever in FIFA history, from a team of the team of the season or team of the season. Uh, well, a team of the season, I would have to say my best one this year has been uh, Red Talent. I get red talent. <laughs> honestly, my, my team is absolutely wild. It's it's crazy. Uh, so I've got. Go on, man. Well, give us a one to eleven. Uh, what well, I went to eleven with my main team. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll I'll go over the team that I used in the weekend league. So I've got a uh, team of the season red pick uh, Haaland. I've got player of the month uh, Mbappe. Not the ninety three though. The ninety two. Uh, I've got Jarzinho, the 92 rated one. So I believe that's the prime, not the SPC one. I actually got Jarzinho in a, a 50k pack with my Elite Division rewards, like maybe a, a few months ago. So I couldn't believe that, mate. That was incredible. But I, I always choose untradeable. Well, I'm not complaining, but I'm just letting you know it's, it's untradeable. Uh, I've got, I got, uh, I actually packed team of the year icon Ronaldinho it's probably been my best ever FIFA like I, we touched on before uh, how I got into my love of Barcelona there's no dispute in the fact that I love Glasgow Celtic but with Barcelona you know I grew up I love Ronaldinho uh, Ronaldinho and Henrik Larsson are my two heroes of life but more so than Larsson but Ronaldinho I love and I've never ever been uh, been able to have like a first owner Ronaldinho ever in my life so to have it I, I was just over the moon so I have got uh, Ronaldinho Red uh, Fafana uh, I've got um, SPC Showdown Paqueta so I start off in a 4-2-4 um, so that's my you know the wingers the strikers the two CMs then my left back I've got Red uh, Nuno Mendes I've got Team of the Season Medina I've got red team of the season Diaz, so that was my two picks from Premier League uh, red, so I was delighted with that. I've got um, the same name as myself, uh, Reese James, uh, he's fantastic, and I've got my goalkeeper in SBC Allison. So my full my full first eleven and my full team is first owner. So and I play in a either a four four two or a four three two one. So yeah, I'm very very happy uh, with my team. So I'd probably say yeah, the best pull uh, during the team of the season was the Red uh, Haaland. I would have to say, mate. And would you say that's the best team of the season card you've ever got? Um, yeah, a hundred percent. Because I'm not, very I'm nice. not really, I'm not that lucky. 
uh, to be honest with you. <laughs> and I, I've got my own meta. Like, I always like a big guy and a little guy up front anyway, so I'm not really meta-orientated. I just want to have a... I'd rather have a, a star-studied, like a, a proper good team than rather just one elite player. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather have, have a, a solid foundation to build on. Do you know what I mean? So I do. Uh, so like, instead of like, having like, say you've got a 93 rated Mbappe, but the rest of your players are gold rares. Do you know what I mean? I'd rather have it uh, all balanced out. So I'd probably say I uh, Haaland was probably my best my best ever uh, team of the season pick, to be honest with you. That's a hell of a card to oh, get. Brilliant. That card is a he's a fucking animal. Um, and I always forget, I always forget his five star weak foot as well, because uh, you're always used to uh, early on using his gold card, uh, early early on in FIFA. So I'm always trying to get uh, get a shot off with his left foot, and then you just you just shoot. Oh, I five star weak foot to shoot now, boom goal. Do you know what I mean? So it's he's a real goal machine. I love the guy, and I, I'm uh, I I suppose. You could say it's a dying art in FIFA crossing. I love a good cross. It's all about the angles. It's all about angles with FIFA, but more so with crossing. So if you find that good angle and you make that three bar cross or whatever, you know, Haaland to head it in, it's it's brilliant, or even a volley. What settings do you have for crossing? Uh, Assisted? I've never ever checked. What I do is I have the competitive master switch on. So whatever, okay. whatever. So you're on semi, semi-assisted. So you have to. The power is dependent on you. Right, right. So um, that's that's amazing. And who's your stars on the bench? My stars on the bench. I've got Frank Pong, of course. I actually packed him. Uh, he's an ex-Celtic man. He's now with uh, Bayer Leverkusen. I got Red Valverde. Talking about uh, you know game breakers. I even get Red Valverde, mate. And I still didn't have, I still didn't have the, the inkling to change my team about. I felt my team as a whole was still incredible. Uh, I've got uh, a rodeo. I've done that SPC a rodeo, and I've got a uh, World Cup hero, uh, Capa de Vila. So I've got the players to, to do that. But I don't feel, yeah, Orujo's great, but I don't feel he's any better or any um any better really than Medina or Diaz. Fafana was really good for me. Um, so, of course, Valverde's a lot better card, but overall, I, I didn't feel it was worth changing my team about. Uh, I've got Red uh, Benessa. I've got Rafina because I do every Barcelona player, mate. Every Barcelona Celtic player I need to do. So I've got Rafina. I've got uh, Diaby on my bench, which we spoke about before. I've got Showdown Foden on the bench and I've done that foot buff day Puskas. But my reserves as well, because I have OCD, I can't just have the spaces, even though reserves have got enough. No point, there's no point having reserves because you can't bring them on anyway. But I still have, I hate to leave spaces. So I've even got like Team of the Season Sanchez, Kane, Royce. I chose Payet. Uh, and the level 15 pick I believe, uh, don't quote me on that and uh, Bruno Gamerez as well so I have a, a star study team and probably the best team I'll ever have in FIFA if I'm being honest with you That's amazing man I was just I was just listening to you reel off your team and it's just um, I love balance I think that having balance in your team is more important than having the best players mm-hmm. 
Um, and you've got balance in that team. Um, I was even thinking like, oh, it's a shame you didn't pack Lewandowski. But then I thought, well, does Lewandowski fit that second striker role? Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe you are looking for somebody more explosive over somebody lengthy. Um, and Mbappe fits that role so well. Um, I was one of the people that took the piss out of that SBC and have spent the entire time since regretting it. Mm. Um, I have made the worst SBC decisions all year. I did fucking Pogba and Sanchez over Jairzinho. Oh, God. Just no, just so many bad choices throughout this year. Yeah, I was, um, I was devastated, to... mate, that I didn't do that, Jairzinho. Uh, SBC, <coughs> I, I saved up X amount of packs, so I had loads of packs, so I was able to do Mbappe and do Ramos, but I still regretted not doing Jairzinho. But then, uh, what, a month later, I, I got him anyway. So that was, that was really good. But yeah, I totally understand where you're coming from. That Jairzinho card, still to this day. It's doing the bits. And he's got the, the outside foot shot as well. I hate to go on about this, guys. But <laughs> that he's got the outside foot shot, which is just adds a different dimension, especially uh, in the in the box. Absolutely. Um, you know, you think about with Saka, like I think he has hidden outside the foot trait because the number of outside the foot goals I've scored with him from the left is crazy. And I literally I had my team up on the app because I was just drooling over your team but also like oh yeah i've got that player and he's really good uh, i had one of them no two of them um and then i checked saka and i was like i wonder what traits he's got and he's got one trait oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he must have hit because they say there's hidden traits they say rafinha's got hidden outside the foot trait because uh you can score outside the foot goals with him without doing it right okay so m- maybe there's some hidden traits on people like that but yeah i mean You've had a good team of the season in certain aspects and a real shit one in others. It's like you've had the big drop, but you've also not been sort of littered with many mid players that have had a huge impact on your team. Um, You know, like if you'd got Modric, maybe Valverde would be in. Um, Oh, 100%. If I got Modric, mate, uh, there's no disputing that 100%, yeah. No, I can see that 100%. So it's amazing to hear about your team um, and it is amazing to have had you on the show to talk about FIFA and what I want to talk about now is really how incredible you are are as a FIFA player to get to the levels that you get Um, your results are exemplary uh, for anyone that would be looking to compete in the FIFA arena and I think every friend of the show would agree with that. Anyone who's seen your gameplay footage, anybody who has seen your results would agree with that. What maybe people don't know from being friends of the show who may not know you is uh, how you play the game. So I wanted to give you an opportunity just to talk about yourself um, and talk about how you play FIFA and how you have overcome the challenges um, that have been put in front of you uh, in terms of trying to enjoy the game you love. Yeah, definitely. And that goes with, you know, if you love the game you love, you know, the hurdles that come your way, you're just going to jump over, mate. Do you know what I mean? So just to let our listeners uh, know, uh, myself, uh, I'm actually uh, I'm actually born uh, with a, 
a syndrome called Tar syndrome. It's a rare genetic disorder that affects you know the, the missing forearm, uh, and also it's a, a blood condition as well. So to cut a long story short, it just means uh, that I was born with no arms. So instead of you know t- taking that as a negative, you know I've I've made it and a positive, and you know it goes from the fact that I I, I love FIFA. Um, so it's really just the passion for the game, but also, you know, as you just said, the, my unique uh, playing style, I actually taught myself uh, how to actually play FIFA with my feet. It goes from the younger days with uh, a Sega Mega Drive, uh, probably our younger listeners are pro- a Sega what? It's just basically, it used to be back in the day uh, with a controller, it was just a D-pad, four buttons, a f- maybe a back button, maybe an R1, that was it. It was the easiest thing you could ever use, and that's what I built uh, my success on. Was just trying to, you know, use my feet with that. Um, so from a young age, I tried. Um, I, I used to lose every game. It was just, it was too hard. It was, it was too, it was too difficult. But I love football. I, I, I play football. I could play football, but I was never. Uh, you know Maradona or Pele or Messi or Ronaldo, so I just kept, I just kept going and going and going and trying and trying because that's all you can do in life, really. Do you know what I mean? And if you love something, you just keep trying. So I, I did, and then I got to a stage stop that I just my friends couldn't beat me. Uh, I was very very good, uh, you know, going from you know FIFA back FIFA ninety six, FIFA ninety seven. Uh, God, he's that old. That's correct, listeners. Uh, but really, I just. I just kept going, mate, and I just tried to teach myself. And then as the years went on, you know, the worries of would I, I'm a, how am I going to be with this PlayStation controller? Right, okay, I've adapted, right. PlayStation 1, right, I've got it. Right, okay. PlayStation 2, oh, God, right, okay. PlayStation 3, I'm always going to worry, am I going to do it? Because I actually do everything uh, with a normal controller. So anyone listening, you know, your PS controller, whatever, or, an Xbox, I do it with no adaptions whatsoever. I can even play it with my socks on, uh, but you know, let's not make things too difficult. So I, I do it with my uh, bare feet, uh, but even just adapting really. And going back to what Doc said at the very start of the show when he was talk when you were talking about uh, not using the sprint button before, uh, I couldn't use the sprint button, so I had to. I'm very, very aware of if you don't use the sprint button and you just use the analogs to to work your players, how very effective it is. So that's when I actually started playing FIFA, I I couldn't sprint. I I could still beat people and walk at a snail's pace because I understand the, the game mechanics of uh, of the you know the left the left stick dribbling. So and then again, uh, I you know I went with the times. I taught myself. The timing of the the sprint that if I if I would push if I if I would change the buttons to R one so instead of it being R two I can use R one and I can sprint that way, um so I just taught myself and it's just a, a constant constant adapt adaptions really just trying to get better I'm obsessed with getting better, uh, and you know I just teach myself and I get to elite division. Uh, quite comfortably, no no hassle there. I I've got fifteen wins in foot champs this year. I've got fourteen wins seven times, I believe. But no mistake about it. Every single weekend, I'll never ever get less than eleven wins in foot champs. 
you know, uh, you could say I play in the front foot <laughs> or maybe even I go toe-to-toe -to -toe against the best, but I certainly do. Uh, I certainly come out uh, um, on top in most in most times, you know, but but no, no, no way am I the finished article. I feel uh, I can still improve. I feel even at your elite um, FIFA players, even if you're at the pinnacle, if you're the best in the world, I, I still feel... Uh, you can you can improve. I still feel every every day is a school day, doc. So I, I I'm not I'm not uh, satisfied the where I am right now. Do you know I still feel I can maybe go to that different level. Like, you know my pa my friends think it's wild, but you should play this with your feet, mate. You're better than us. You get into promote into elite division. We can't do that. Do you know what I mean? But I'm just, I'm continually uh, trying to better myself. Do you know what I mean? And then also being um, disabled, you know, um, I feel that when I play someone at FIFA, I'm your equal. Like maybe, maybe don't, no way am I going to win a boxing match against you, for example, or you're, you're never going to beat me at golf. But would you call it, I feel, um, if not, I, would, I wouldn't want you to, think I'm better than you or I, I wouldn't want to go down that route but I feel I'm your equal and I'm going to beat you do you know what I'm saying I do I 100% know what you're saying and at the end of the day the only person who knows that you're playing with your feet is you he doesn't mm -hmm. he doesn't know he's playing a disabled person so that person probably this is not to, 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 to shit on people. I walk with a walking stick and you feel judgments. Okay. You know, I've been walking with my five years and people look at a 35-year-old man and go, oh, Jesus, I wonder what happened to him. You feel judged. And when you go into a FIFA arena and, you know, he doesn't know you. He only knows your game. And win or lose, they know they've been in a game. And it's that opportunity that virtual gaming gives to people who can't go and play five-a-side, who can't go and enjoy touching grass with their mates because of their disabilities or because of their mental health problems or because of any factors that prevent them from really enjoying life to the maximum. Would you say that your sort of motivation comes from those early days of defeat and probably a lot of piss-taking? Hundred uh, percent, yeah. Because I used to lose all the time. I used to lose all the time, and it, I, I've, I'm very, I've got a mentality. I'm very competitive, and I, I don't really give up easily uh, at all. So I still, even though I was shit at the start, and I knew I was, I still, I still felt I'm going to get good at this, and I'm going to beat you. And then, like I said, I have, but not only that. You know, I'll sit and eat my dinner. And I'll still beat you at the same time, you know. I'll drink a can of brew or I'll, I'll puff in my e-cig. I'll, I'll do all of that. I'll eat a, pa a packet of crisps and I'll, I'll, I'll still beat you, you know. So, but it's that early days of, you know, uh, that. But also in the fear of missing out. I've already, I, I can play football and things like that, uh, but not to be, not that great, but I can still play football. But, uh, but it's the fear of missing out of, you know, back in our day, uh, computers was just a new thing. Like people, people at their 30s and things like that, and people might say, oh, you're a grown man playing a video game or whatever. But we are, we are, the, we are the people that uh, put uh, like this 
I don't know if you think on the map, we were the first testers, if you like, and, and it just developed over time. So, and also uh, with my mother and my mum, she would always encourage me to do things without my socks. I would always, I can write with my feet, I can draw with my feet, um, I can do that. Th- also, I can write and do it with my hands as well. But it's just another, it's another uh, skill set, if you like, uh, to do. So, yeah, I would 100%. Can I ask you a quick question about that? Do you think that's a a real working class thing where it's like, get on with yourself, go on, no excuses. Like, you know, that's kick up up the arse in the most loving way possible of like, well, listen, you know, no excuses. You know, you try hard and you can get there. Yeah. I feel that's a real working class thing. Yeah, Um, definitely. And also I was was taught, you know, that can't wasn't a word. Do you know what I mean? I'll try. I, I might do it like a James way, for example, but I'll 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 get it done. Do you know what I mean? So I definitely, hundred uh, percent, I agree with that. And just the competitive side, and just just the will not to to give up. Do you know what I mean? So back in the day, did you find it hard to get games? Like, did you find it hard getting people to play you? Uh, no, because I was I was very lucky uh, in my childhood and things like that. I was always I'd always surrounded with good friends, and I would play my brother, so I could always practice with my brother as well. I used to play with my brother, me and Matthew, all the time and play it. Then I would play with my friends, and then my friends loved it. They loved the fact that I could do it. Like they just they still rave about it to this day. Like they were one of the people that encouraged me to try to do streaming. Because they just think it's fantastic. Like even when, and also as well, I've always had the working mentality as well. I, when I was 15, 16, you know, a young a young guy with a disability, but I've went to a mainstream school. I had a part time job, a spa. It's very similar to co op. I worked in I worked in a call center part time. I done computing at college when I left school at seventeen. So at one point I I had college part time job and a job at the weekends. And I was doing all that. So that mindset as well. Just just keep going. Do you know what I mean? And just see where you can where where life takes you. Really. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. And um, and you uh, you talk about your mum uh, with great reverence. Um, and I imagine she's been a real important part of, of you having self-confidence and, and going forward. In terms of your passion for football, like obviously, I mean, you're in the fucking maddest city in the world, um, as far as I'm concerned uh-huh. for football fans. Um, where, is, is that passion an exterior thing just through being in Glasgow or Scotland? Or is it has it come from a person, that passion for football that you have? Um, I would hundred percent, you know, being from Glasgow, it's like a, a, a religion here. It really, really is, and also being you're either green or yeah, green or blue. Uh, do you know what I mean? But I'm certainly green. Uh, but I just I from a from that as well. It uh, certainly stems that uh, the passion, but also you know going to games when I was younger with my with my dad and my going to my local team, and then I would play with my local football team. I would also play. Uh, with uh, not not just my local school but my local community team, and back then uh, there was the referees were so uh, scared that I would top myself right that I I wouldn't get permission from the the health board or whatever to play. So I would do training right. I would train every day of the week, and I would train just as good as the rest of the lads. 
my ball control uh, went and it's really, really good. And I'm actually not a bad footballer, but just if you had imagine, you know, as a as a, a kid, I would train all week. I'd do everything, and regardless of whatever I do, I could score a 30-yard a wonder goal. Whatever that happens at the end of the week, right, I'll be on the bench, and I'll, I'm only allowed to come on with five minutes to go. That's it. That's the referees, but they wouldn't, they wouldn't allow any more. So again, that's back to what you were saying from, you know, that I feel the disappointment of of doing that of being of that you can't play. Do you know what I mean? So I'm going to get really good at video games. I'm going to play. Do you know what I mean? And I'm just going to be I'm going to be the best in my friend group. And I certainly was. Do you know what I mean? And then you go on to become you know the best that you can be. And then if somewhere down the line people want to talk about it, you can talk about where you stand in terms of people who play with their feet in the world, you know, if you want to go down that route. For me, I I just like to see you as a FIFA player. You know, if you play with your feet, that's just how you play. You know, that's not your choice. It just is. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, so to say like, oh, it's amazing. It is amazing to everybody else. To you, it's how you play FIFA, you know, and I, I respect that because you don't make excuses you you've not spoke about like feeling defeated you've talked about being resolute and I think that for me that you're a great example of really putting the work in um you were presented with a improbable task and you have taken that improbable task and turned it into just everyday life for you um where does your ambition end? Does it end? Because it sounds to me like it doesn't. It sounds like you're somebody that is so goal orientated that I think if you did become, if you were the best player in the world with your feet, you would be like, yeah, but I'm only the 16,000th best player in the world and I, I want to get higher. Like, do, do you feel that your ambition is, is, is never going to be satiated because you feel this this need to just keep on pushing, I, even if it's half percent? Yeah, uh, definitely, 110%. And again, I get I feel I get that, you know, uh, from my mum, 110%. And my dad, you know, they were uh, key elements. And also, you know, my, my grandparents as well. But yeah, me, I'll, I feel I'll only be... Maybe half satisfied if say I've got a thousand people watching my streams every every day. I'm in the elite division all the time. I'm getting maybe eighteen to sixteen wins in foot champs. I really want to. I got fifteen this year. I really really want to try and get sixteen or, or eighteen this year. Uh, I, I I just want to get it. Is and maybe people think like you you do enough. Uh, that's really really good but I want I just want to do better mate and I feel that's what we can all learn from is just try and always always be better and I'll, I'll quote you know uh, from Ange Postecoglou unfortunately man's left us uh, it's, it's a sad day for Celtic today uh, but you know he says we never stop so you know I, I, I use that treble though yeah we certainly got the treble no doubt about it we certainly did so, no, I want to ask you then, do, do, do you feel that if you if you had lived your life by other people's expectations versus your own expectations, do you feel that you would be where you are right now? 
Uh, what, what do you mean, sorry? So, like, so sort of, you understand, you're who you are. You play FIFA with your feet. You don't have a choice. That's how you play the game. Do you feel that you'd be where you are in terms of playing FIFA, streaming, if you had sort of lived your life by what other people's expectations of what you could achieve? Or do you feel you've got to where you are through your own expectations of what you can achieve? Um, I would say they're being both because I was very, very lucky at childhood. Of course, I've got a, a strong family behind me. But like, I like to describe it like school and things like that. It's the front line and, and you know, kids are, are not usually kind. Um, so especially if you look, uh, look different. So I would say, you know, I was very lucky that way that I was encouraged. I had a, I've always had a very, very good friend uh, group uh, that would, you know, squash anything that needed to be done. Uh, so... Uh, but also it comes from myself as well, just never giving up and things like that. And just, I just seen that really, to be honest with you. And then a lot of, a lot also maybe it's pressure me as well that I've got high expectations from, from everyone around me. So that stems from me as well, I suppose. So you would say that when that self-motivation isn't there, it's, repaying the belief people have put in you that drives you on again yeah certainly because um, i've had you know living with a disability just like yourself you it's not always uh you know uh part uh, like roses and so and things like that. i was speaking positively day of course but we've all had a, a dark moment even myself and a, a numerous numerous occasions but you know we were we're built in this world you know if fall because you learn how to pick yourself up, do you know what I mean? So that's what I constantly have to do day by day uh, and weeks by week, year by year. And we touched on earlier with the huddle, uh, hurdles at the start, you know, hurdles are just there and you can just to be jumped over, you know, it's just that mindset. It's all about the mindset and men mental health. Like I've had a, a lot of dark days with mental health and things like that. And not just, you know, I've got a disability, but you never, which you can see, but you never know, uh, what everyone's got a battle every single person sometimes you can see that battle physically like myself or other people you haven't so it just really goes back to that mindset and just how you how you 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 can deliver that and also i go back to i think the, the perfect analogy is uh, poker that you get texas hold'em you dealt with two hands you can either fold or, or you go for what you've got and see what the what the cards come out next. So I just see it as, you know, just maybe I, I've been dealt a, a bad a bad had a bad set of cards here, but you just you can still play with it. You can still win with the with the best cards or the 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 worst cards in poker. So it's just all about your mindset and see how how you see the things. Do you know what I mean? I think that you smash. Um perceptions into tiny little pieces and i think that there are people who aren't disabled who maybe struggle with fifa or with life who can take some of the lessons of how you have overcome things through hard work through self-improvement through becoming better at fifa and as we all know, it, it, the old saying of happy happy wife, happy life, but I think happy FIFA game, happy life. If things are going well in FIFA, 
um, people tend to be quite happy because it's such an important part of the game. And I think that what you're showing is that, you know, there is no retirement age for FIFA players. You know, it, it's not dependent on our physical ability. It's dependent upon how we can play the game. And with the way that you've been improving year on year, week on week, day on day, for me, I don't see a ceiling to where you can go. Um, in, in my opinion, if you keep on improving, you know, maybe you improved at 10% a year, maybe it's 5% a year, but you're improving all the time. And I think that is what should inspire people. It's not that you play with your feet, it's your commitment to the game. And it's your ability to improve as a person, as an individual, um, and to say, you know, life may have dealt me this hand but I'm going to bluff you out of every coin you've got because I'm a better poker player than you. <laughs> and that's what it's all about. Yeah. And you are one of the best poker players around. I certainly are. I like it. Yeah. 110%. And back to what you're saying there, happy wife, uh, happy life. You could say happy feet, right? <laughs> <laughs> Quoting that movie. Do you know what I mean? So, uh, so uh, yeah, definitely. mate. <laughs> Well, I was going to say about the football, it's like, I'd have put you in the wall. <laughs> no one balls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they put they put me in goal for ice hockey so I could have two sticks. Oh, well, that's we used yeah, to. We're, uh, uh, you know, I, I touched on earlier, uh, Tar Syndrome. So we would, uh, you would go down, uh, there was mostly people uh, in the UK, it was English and then it was like, abroad. There was only maybe three families from Scotland. The rest was England and then abroad. So we would go down to Nottingham and you'd meet up with different uh, people just like yourself uh, with disabilities, you know, and then we would play like football and you, we're, we're, we've got the football, we're ready to go and we're just looking between each other and we're going, who's in goals? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I get Oh, that. man, I love that. I love that. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, man, um, this has been personally one of the most important podcasts that I've done. Um, I There were other things that I was going to touch on, but I'll, I'll, I'll talk to you about that afterwards. But um, I just want to end on a real positive note and just say that FIFA is a game that can affect you. And if you let it control you and dominate you without making changes to either your game, how you play, or the skill set that you have, you will continue to be dissatisfied and unhappy with FIFA. However, if you were to take the Tolando approach and you were to say, why am I not good at this game? and we are to say, how can I be better at this game? Then you will get more pleasure from your FIFA experience than you ever will um, from the way you're playing the game currently. Um, James, it has been a privilege to have you here. I have loved every minute of it. Is there anything that you'd like to say um, in terms of yourself or, or anything like that? Uh, just to say, you know, uh, delighted to be on. This is uh, my second time for the listeners. Uh, so absolutely buzzing. Uh, I was really, really happy uh, with the first uh, podcast with you guys. Uh, so to be asked to do it again is fantastic. And hopefully, you know, in the future, uh, we can do it again as well. Because I feel I get on with uh, everyone, you know, from the podcast really good. And it was great uh, catching up with yourself. You know, we follow each other on Twitter. We've seen, I've seen, you know, 
talking to tactics like with 420 and the guys and things like that. So it's good to, you know, put a, a face uh, to, the, to the name, you know, the doc. Um, so it was really good uh, catching up with yourself. And just to, for the listeners, you know, if you anyway interested, you know, uh, you can always find me on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash Talando. I stream uh, pretty much daily except from Monday, Tuesday and Saturday. And you can catch me on Instagram, Twitter, and it's just at Talando seventy seven. So it's been an absolute pleasure from my end, uh, my end, sorry. And just uh, thanks. I really, really appreciate being on. Uh, I really, really appreciate it. So thanks. No, I've loved that. And do you want to spell Talando for the people? Yeah, certainly. It's T O L A N D O, and it's just seven seven. So just think about it as Poland, but instead of Polando, it's just Talando. Sounds. It sounds like such an. Um, it sounds like one of the made-up Brazilian <laughs> footballer names. It's actually my poker name. Uh, <laughs> I've done it, so you would. Uh, I, I hate to uh, a stereotype here, but Sp- Spanish usually are very very loose with their money. So so you can they'll bluff quite a lot. So to let so people would think I'm Spanish, and then I'll always have the if I've got the good cards, they think oh this guy's bluffing. Boom, take your money. <laughs> you devil. You devil. That's so devilish. I love it. I love it. And talking tactics, you've got a four two two setup, I believe. Yeah, definitely. If you go on my, my Twitter, uh, I've got the graphic uh, and I believe one of my recent uh, posts. So if you want to check that out. And it was got a fantastic feedback. Uh, I, I actually got a lot of attention with the four four two because that's what I feel. I've done this content creation game for three years, but I was at a, I didn't really know... I was making content, but I, it was a mixed content. But now I feel uh, I want to go down the route of actually doing tactics and helping other people because I feel I've got authority on the subject because if I'm playing with my feet, you know, I, not only I, can, I need to rely on skill, but also player instructions, tactics have to come into it as well because there's certain things I can't do. I won't dwell on it too much. Like, for example, I can't trigger runs. So instead of thinking, oh, I can't do that, oh well, then I might play uh, with fast build-up forward runs or I might do balance, balanced, and then make the player instructions uh, get in behind. Do you know what I mean? So there's, there's so many ways that if you can't do something or if you find something stuff, you either get better at it or there's other similar things that you can use to your advantage. Um, do you? So work rates must be really important to you. Yep. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, right, yeah. So that's why Fafana and, right, yeah. Yeah, work rates are really important uh, generally. Um, but, yeah, definitely for you. And for anyone that picks up the tactics, um, if you decide that you want the right back to be the one that attacks, just invert the formation. Yeah, the opposite. <laughs> yeah, that's all you have to do. That's all you need to do. Everything just get opposite. a mirror. Uh-huh. And do everything opposite. Yeah, exactly. Because, um, I mean, that should save a few questions coming your way. Um, so just very quickly, um, run, let's run through your links. Uh, where can the people find you on Twitter? Yep, it's just at Tolando77. All my social media is just at Tolando77. And I even do TikToks as well. Fantastic, fantastic. And we are definitely going to have you back on the show. Um, definitely going forward into EAFC as well um, and into the next year of MBFT. Um, I just want to thank you again. Um, and I just want to say to the friends of the show that if you ever find yourself 
um, getting down about this game that we love called FIFA. If you ever find yourself getting FOMO from an SBC of a player that you can't link into your club, just remember, it ain't nothing but a foot thing. Good night, everyone. Thank you for listening. <laughs>